Welcome to the Back Pocket, your wildly average podcast. Podcast 5, special one here today. We got a round table discussion here in Charlotte at the Marriott Courtyard. First time in history, uh, just big time stuff. We got both our first and second string producer on tap here, Mark and Steve. And then uh, we have a special, very special guest on with us, Special Jack Doomer. Uh, you could have heard him on podcast, was it three? three. Podcast two. Podcast two, where he called in and uh, made fun of Connor Johannes. Big time stuff. So we got five people in the room. Sprang break. Sprang break. We're taking it on the road. It's pretty, it's yeah. going to be special. Yep. Hey, uh, Jack, real quick, could you uh, introduce yourself, give our listeners a little background, and maybe an average quality of yours? Sure. Um, sure. Hey guys, my name's Jack. Uh, favorite type of gum, probably Trident. Uh, last name Doomer. Born and raised in Edina, suburb boy. You know, came over to St. Thomas because I wanted a ball, play some football, with the boys, and um, do some engineering. So engineering student here. Other than that, love music. What makes you average? Yeah, what makes you average? Probably average quality is I use wooden pencils um, all the time. That's that's just average. Like, well, thank you, Jack. Mm. Really appreciate that. Yeah, glad to have you here today. Appreciate both of you guys. We're going to begin the podcast how we always do, average quality of Deck and I, because we are continuing to promote how wildly average we are. Uh, this is more of the how the group discussion is wildly yeah. average. This is the roundtable average quality. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had eight classes collectively to, to attend this past Friday, and between the five of us, uh, we only attended one class. Uh, one, one for eight, which yeah. is twelve point five percent for all you guys doing so about average. Out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty even keel. I think if you're looking at there was definitely you. I did go. Yep. I did go to class today. Definitely I went to one. Alone. I went to one of my Brian's three Brian's classes today. I had three, a, and I went. You're to a good one. boy, similar to Brian. Yeah, <clears throat> Stein's mm-hmm. brother, Yeah, yeah. I, good boy. I'm a good boy. We're, well, we're kind of in the scope of all of us, though. We're bad boys, and <laughs> sorry to all of our professors. Who did not see our faces on Friday? Yeah, we apologize. And for I think they understand more than most people do, though, so it's okay. We're attending Aruba. Deck, would you like to uh, attending to class? Yep. <laughs> this is the class we are attending. Aruba, going to the, there for spring break. Spring we, uh, yep. Yeah, it's just going to be a blast. The round table. The boys are taking their talents to so Aruba. So we're going to be. Uh, we're just going to be gas and brews, chucking knocks, chucking knocks, hanging out on the beach, getting tan. And uh, Mark, you had a pretty good story about that because you were getting your haircut, getting cleaned up, freshened up for uh, our trip. What do you got? Yeah, this is a great story. Uh, definitely got me jazzed up about the trip. Um, getting my haircut, just getting everything cleaned up. Where at? Um, Where do you go? This was at Fellas. Mm, Fellas, great, if you're uh, great barber shop right on St. Clair. Definitely check it out. But so I'm sitting there getting my haircut, and my barber was super interested about our spring break trip. So he asked me what we're doing, and I said, I'm, I'm heading out to Aruba with my family and uh, four of my, my best friends. And he goes, and he's, he's passionate about this. He says, this is how he sounded. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, yeah, drinking, chasing tail, that's what it's all about. And I was like... Most, yeah, man. Most definitely. Most, yeah, exactly. Trying to get a haircut, man. And, uh, <laughs> I just wanted to clean up. Just 
just fell out. Really adamant about Chase and Tail. And uh, he says, so your parents are going to be there? I was like, yep. And he's like, dude, he's like, are they going to be cool with you guys throwing them back all day? And I was like, I, I hope so. And I'm hoping that they're going to be joining us. He's like, oh, yeah, dude. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Fellas. 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 Like, this, guy is, this guy's out of control. Um, and then he starts telling me about his own stories. He's like, my buddies and I, dude, we used to just get hammered and chase tail on spring breaks. Oh, it was the best. I'm so jealous. I, was like, I bet. I bet. I can only imagine. <laughs> so it's and our then, duty. And then he starts talking about this cruise that he just dead. went on. And he's like, you guys doing all-inclusive? You got to do all-inclusive. It's not even an option. He's like, my buddies and I, we were on a cruise. Get the bill. It's like three grand just on booze alone. You kidding me? You guys got to do all-inclusive. And I was like, I don't think it's all-inclusive, but I'll let you know. <laughs> I'm excited for him. The guy was a great guy. He gave me a great cleanup, and uh, I loved his energy. Recommend going to Fellas? Recommend going to Fellas. Highly recommend it. So I guess it's our duty to throw it back and... Chase and tail. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah dude. Do it for the guy oh, at Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah dude. So, trapping the puck here. Thank you for that story, Mark. That was fantastic. We're going to Aruba, and we really don't know all too much about it. We have, done, we have done our research, but from our research, you can really only pick up stereotypes. You really can't pick up the raw experiences of the land. So, I say we go around... Name a few stereotypes. Kind of what we found. Did some digging all individually. So maybe we can go around and uh, say say a few. Okay. I can start. Okay. Um, so Aruba, just north of Venezuela, pretty close to the equator. I'm going to say probably, there's probably, the people there are probably pretty tan. Okay. Mm. That's, <laughs> That's good. That's very nice. Logic. Definitely. Good Definitely. one. Logic. Um, so I did a little research and saw that I actually Googled, does Aruba have flamingos? And I found out that there's a beach called Flamingo Beach. There's a lot of, like, photos of flamingos on there. And I, like, have a stereotype. Like, I'm picturing everybody, like, overhyping this flamingo beach there. And you go to the beach. And, and it's they're like, all plastic. Yeah, it's plastic. They're, like, <laughs> plastic flamingos. Beaches. Like your mom's backyard in yeah. the garden. And so I just, just like, see people, like, overhyping it. Like, hey, see you at Flamingo Beach. And it's just, like, total bogus. I can mm. totally see that. Dovetailing off that with the animals... Um, I did some research, and I saw there were some iguanas, and I think iguanas, Dang. and I think us, and how rock hard abs. we're rock-hard abs. However, I also think about my experience in Greece, where they had just stray dogs everywhere, and you can pet them, so I'm really looking forward to maybe getting my hands on an iguana. Take it back as a pet? <laughs> well, maybe not take it back, but at least name one. Customs. Call. will be fine with it. Yeah, I, I'm not worried about it. Steve, what do you got? So I was uh, at work at good old Tiffany's Lounge on Thursday, talking with my manager beforehand, uh, actually the manager's son, and I, I told him about my trip, going to Aruba, and he had some interesting info for me. Okay. And he what said, he we, you know, so we were talking about, like, girls, and, and he was like... Chase and tail? Yeah, chase and tail, and he concluded that the nationality of Arubans is just, like, Everything combined, so they're, they're Asian, African American. Oh, so the melting pot Asian. island. Yeah. They're like everything combined. Yeah. Mm. So that's well, that'll be fun because the first day we get there tomorrow, and we also did our research, and we saw that tomorrow's their Independence Day. So from the Netherlands. In the from the Netherlands, so 
we're getting all jacked up for that, and we'll let you guys know how it goes. Mark, you got one? You know, I don't really. <laughs> Only because... Only because I'm, you've I'm, been I'm there? I'm fortunate enough to have been there before. Um, so, so, so don't spoil it for us. Yeah, I won't spoil it. Okay. But, uh, get, get excited. Get excited. <laughs> Love it. We are excited. This, this traveling of the round table throughout the next week or so, we're going to be doing a lot of situational podcasting. And we're going to drop in a couple... You're going to hear some different audio. Let's just say that. Yeah. They might not be the best audio because we don't know where we're going to be and we're going to just try to record. Exactly. You, you brought up a great point. We're just going to be in a lot of different situations. A lot of different adversity is going to be thrown at us. And it's really just our job to document those moments, kind of fully immerse ourselves in whatever we're doing. So with the situational podcasting, we're going to transition over now to our first situation. Welcome to our first situational podcast. And second string producer Mark are sitting in here, uh, row 21 on our flight to Aruba. What seat are you in, Dad? 21. I'm on 21. I'm a D, I think. I'm on 21 E in the middle, and yep. we got Mark in 21 F. F. It's a window seat. Great, great news. Just hit the hit, hit the intercom. We just flew over the Bermuda Triangle. Do you know what the Bermuda Triangle is? I know people get lost in the Bermuda Triangle constantly. Is that where the Somalian pirates are? No. Um, I think if there are pirates in the Bermuda Triangle, that would make sense. I think it'd probably be like Captain Jack Sparrow. Okay. We'll have someone fact check us on the Bermuda Triangle. And we'll get some. We'll do some recon and figure that out. But we're here. We're happy. It kind of sounds like we're in a spaceship. That's I, cool. I kind of like it. Yeah, I kind of like it a lot. Because we can do a little captain talk. Both Declan and I keep, like, jerking our jaws to pop our ears. Yep. We have, how high are we? We're about 50,000 nautical miles in the air right now. Cool the, temperature, the temperature's roughly around negative 50 degrees Celsius. How fast do you think we're going, Captain Duck? We're about going 550 nautical miles per the hour. Over. Over an hour. Oh, another cool thing, though, that I want our listeners to know, a little fun fact that I mentioned it's negative 50 degrees Celsius. Negative 50 degrees, or negative 40 degrees Celsius, and negative 40 degrees Fahrenheit are the same temperature. Ooh, interesting. So just wanted to let you guys know on that, with with regards to how cold it is. And uh, jet engines are also much more efficient in much colder temperatures. So right now our miles per gallon is just cooking. We're doing well. We're not going to run off the anytime soon, I don't think. Fantastic. I am a global entry member. So I get DHA free check Not to every time. Not to um, But I checked everyone in, and this meant everyone else got TSA free check So we all got to go through security relatively yeah. quickly. But Declan, tell them yep. what so to you. My whole life, I've gone through TSA and had no problems. And these past two times that I've been with the boys on this trip, going through TSA, I've just been... I just had an absolute war and an absolute battle with TSA. Yeah, they're coming after you yeah. and so, all your belongings. Yep, so they took all my toiletries, my Barbasol, my toothpaste, my, uh, I think I had face wash too, took them all because they were all over 3.4 ounces. And I knew that going in. I really did. I knew that going in. However, I just thought I was going to check my bag. And then I saw that it cost 25 bucks to check a bag. It's not Southwest. I, I'm a Southwest guy, not an American guy. Yep. And so... Yeah, I, I just totally forgot, didn't think about it. So they got me there, and then today, going through TSA pre-check, my bag got 
messed up because uh, they, they flagged my bag because of my water. I forgot to drink all my water from the previous night. I had about, I'd say roughly a quarter left. They so flagged eight ounces. Yep, yeah, they did a little pH test. They did the Saul's water and yeah, pH of water seven. Sure, that's what it was. They made me go all the way back through, and uh, yeah, it's just brutal. However, we're here and um, we're we're thriving now. Hey, if I consider us wizards in the airport. But Declan and I have also performed some oh, other no, fantastic. Your your family is just big airport guys. Sure, I've been giving advice. Um, with that being said. Don't check our bags when you're supposed to because that costs $25. Yeah, maybe we maybe we give our listeners a tip. Yeah, here's well, a here's a tip. Here's a tip. Don't check your bags when you're supposed to. Bring them to the gate, and then the flight attendant will come on the intercom and say, "We're going to check roughly 10 to 15, 15 bags." Overhead space. We don't have enough overhead space. It's like, uh, you think no overhead space? Yeah. Uh, sure. So I'll go ahead and check my bag for free. Yeah, so, and they always say courtesy. When they say courtesy, that means it's free. I didn't know that initially. Yep, so, so that's good. It's a courtesy route. Yep. So that's cool. There's your tip. We can also say uh, another thing that's kind of cool on airplanes is the space. Pretty cramped in here. Yeah. I'd say. Just, Just to get to know your, your fellow passengers. Yep. So, plane, plane activities. Maybe we get into that. What plane do you do? What do you do on the plane? You grab your SkyMole magazine and you see if the person before you has filled out the Sudoku or crossword. Most likely they have, so you can't do those. Okay. I didn't even think about that. That's a good one. I always look through the SkyMall magazine and just look through uh, a bunch of the inventions that I never thought of that I should have. Maybe I could be making a few bucks off of. Okay. Um, there's always just some random stuff. Like, I saw a 3D printing pen. That was pretty cool. Yeah. There's always that RTD2, like $2,000, like, life-size. Life-size R2D2. Yeah. No, we don't. I don't won. think. Yeah. Are there are there things that people buy on Skyball? Like how do you? I never understood that. So you get magazines with things in them, and they have them to buy. But like, how do you just be like, oh yeah, I want that? And then what? what what's the transition? Do you go online to buy it? I don't think you can click on the magazine. You can't click on the magazine. Yeah. So I don't. I think magazines are dying. Another fun fact is Doomer gets queasy on planes. Yep. And we give him the the bag in the little seat in front of you. Yep. Right away, immediately. So. Unlike yesterday, yesterday Duper had Earl sitting next to him. Earl was the feel-good story of the week. God bless Earl. However, this week, Duper's got nice... the next flight. Oh, yeah. Duber, well, yeah, the next day, Duper got... Has another lady... Has a nice lady sitting next to him. who's very nice. Here she looks really nice. All bundled Duber up. Duper looks like he's plenty of room. Yeah, Duper looks like he's doing well. Hey, everyone. My name's Jack Duper. This may sound loud, but I just want to let everyone know... I love everyone. You guys are beautiful. Thank you for listening. I love our marketing interns. That's all. Hey, this is Steve, your first string producer. Just got to want to let you know that we're, we're so proud of all of you for uh, sticking with us, and, and we appreciate the feedback. Um, you guys are all of our interns, and we couldn't thank you enough, um, especially on this situational podcast. It's something else, and it's, a, it's an honor. I try to get through. Sorry. I think the audio quality is a lot better when you hold it close to your face. Is it really better? A lot better. Oh. Well, what do we do with that? Do we just hold it the whole time now? I kind of like This is fun. Sure. <laughs> Let's see if our first drink producer, who is currently watching War Dogs, has anything.
sorry, what? How's the movie? movie it's a really good movie. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. How's the podcast going? Situational podcast. Is it go? Yeah, good, good. Well, uh, hopefully the audio sounds good. I know it's been a little bit of a bumpy ride here. Uh, Turbulence. Yeah, got a lot of nonsense going on in the cabin, but uh, happy to be here. It's going to be a great trip. Thank you. Thanks. Second string producer, Mark Amy. Just called our flight attendant over. It's her birthday, Jeanette, right? Jeanette. Flight attendant's name's Jeanette, right? Jeanette. Either way, Jeanette. It's Jeanette's birthday. We're gonna tell her happy birthday. We just we called her over here. Oh, hey. We just want to wish you happy birthday. No, it's her up front. Oh. Oh. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, no problem, man. Right on. Can you bring Jeanette up? We wanted to say happy birthday. That was our first ever situational podcast. Audio quality, hit or miss, we don't know. We're, we're learning on the fly. So we're going to segment over here now towards our guest. We got a special guest today. Today we have an associate professor of neuroscience and psychology at the University of St. Thomas. She's an award-winning researcher, speaker, and author, and she has spent the last 10 years studying how college students sleep. We welcome Dr. Roxanne Pritchard to the show. Welcome. Thank you. It's exciting to be here. That's awesome. Fun stuff. You want first question for you? Sure. So um, to allow, inform our listeners more, we would love to get to know more about you and we can help our listeners know a little bit more about your background. Sure. Um, let's see. Which background? Like way back back or yeah, scholastic? Yeah, we can go back as far as okay. you feel appropriate. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I was born in the 70s, which okay, ages nice. me, uh, on a farm in Texas. Uh, my parents are both scientists. My mom's a veterinarian. My dad was a physicist. I grew up kind of really interested in animals and just, like, the physical world. Um, and I noticed, like, sleep patterns early on, like, when, this sounds gross, but when the rats would be in the barn, when's the best time to get eggs, when the rats aren't awake, kind of looking at different animal sleep patterns. Um, I went to college at a small liberal arts college in Kentucky, Transylvania, which is fun to say. Wow. Yeah. Not many people can say they're from Transylvania <laughs> University, but I can. And what was the mascot? Um, the Pioneers. Ooh, the Pioneers. Yep. I would have thinking vampire. That would make more sense. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. And then Madison for grad school. Okay. Where I met my two mentors, who inspired me to get involved in sleep research. That's Very awesome. Cool. cool. So, like, was there for like your sleep research? You pointed to. Like, your significant, like, why, how you got turned on to the whole sleep research thing? Was there, like, some sort of epiphany moment that you were like, oh, I'm for sure going to be oh, a sleep, I think sleep so. person? Um, everybody loves to talk about sleep, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super accessible. Yes. So I've noticed, like, you have conversational blocks. Sometimes when my sister's a hydrologist, and you're like, oh, okay. What is that? Great. Yeah. And then that's the end. <laughs> yeah. Or sometimes if they're like, oh, I'm an epidemiologist, okay. But if you say, oh, I study sleep, nobody has ever said, oh, that's kind of boring. Right. Right. Everybody so sleeps. Mm-hmm. Everybody has issues and questions about their sleep. And it's in a single behavior, the most important one that we do for our life and health. So oh. it seemed to me like an endless, it, it, it's, it seems like striking while the moment is, is right, hot, iron hot, right? 
Sure. Strike we'll while that. the iron is hot. Yes. Strike. Yeah. In that sleep has is a relatively new field, um, in terms of our understanding of what it's for, what the brain is doing during sleep, why we need sleep, why it's so important to have different kinds of sleep. Um, so I feel like I'm in the right place at the right time, and students are getting worse and worse sleep with every new mm. iPhone and every technology, better everything. broadband technology. Mm-hmm. Sleep is getting worse. Okay. So dovetailing off that. Um, just sleep in general. So f- just for our listeners, um, could you kind of give us like an overview of like what's expected or what your expectations are maybe of for sleep? Like how many hours do we need? Oh, what, sure. How, like how we get to sleep, you know, that yep. whole kind of process. Yep. I could talk about that all day, all right, but I'll <laughs> awesome. give you a short version. Cool. Um, sleep is like food, water, air. You need it to live and you need enough to thrive. And your body will tell you how much sleep you need because you will go to sleep and then you will sleep until you're done sleeping, and then wake up. So that's how much sleep you need. For most people who are well, so if you're covering from a concussion, or you're ill, or any other number of things, you might need more sleep than usual, but most people need between seven and nine hours of sleep, and you will just naturally know when you need to wake up, because you will have woken up. So that points to no alarm clock then? Yep, no alarm clock. I recommend no alarm clock, or if you need an alarm clock, one of those um, alarm clocks that can help you wake up when you're in REM sleep, so sort of a gradual waking up. So there's a couple apps that do that for you. Okay. Okay. But in general, I want sleep to be consistent and that you're going to bed and waking up at the same time every day within, say, no more variability than an hour. Um, Sufficient, enough sleep that you feel rested when you wake up, and the third part is restorative, that it's good quality sleep, that you're not being woken up by external or internal stimuli. Okay. So we do our research here at the back pocket, and we know that you're supposed to have at least eight hours of sleep per night. Seven to nine. Seven, Seven to nine. Eight would be okay. the average. Okay, sure. <laughs> go you. math, go. And that's what we are. We're average, so we're we average tend to get guys, eight hours. So we're going to go and plug eight. But say on our na- our natural regiment, we get yeah. six, and we wake up, after it's eight, so we go to bed at midnight, and we wake up at six yep. without an alarm clock. Do we go back to bed for two hours, or do you just wake up because you have woken up? Oh, so if you if you oh, naturally, naturally wake up, yeah, that is a hours. good question. Yeah. And then do, when you wake up, do you feel like... I'm fully alert. I'm ready to take the that day. That never happens. No. So Okay, there's your answer. <laughs> there's your answer. Right, As you that. age, you'll find that um, it's harder to go back to sleep. So if you're tired, so if you wake up at 6 and you're like, oh, uh, get back to sleep. Okay. It's natural to wake up like five, six times a night. Yeah. Wow. So. Okay. That's good to know. Um, so maybe on the, the front end of that, um, going to sleep, mm-hmm. uh, in this, I think in this day and age, uh, one thing that I've noticed is uh, primetime events, things that go later in the night. Mm-hmm. So maybe uh, like watching the NCAA championship Villanova buzzer beater against um, UNC, if you're familiar with that historical moment. That was probably at 11 o'clock. Um, for me, I had to wake up the next morning t- for lifting at about 6 o'clock. Doing my math there, I def- definitely did not get uh, my eight hours. So. Wait. Um, I, I would say that is a is a common issue in today's culture. Um, how how do we compensate with something like that? Like where we need like do we have to like is because a lot of times there's yeah. we can't make sacrifices. So right. like how do we compensate for the lack of sleep? Maybe is my question. So you can't make a sacrifice to lift later in the day. 
Mm, if that's like football, yeah, we have six thirty. Nah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Not most of the time, no. Just because we have a bit, I have a busy schedule. Just okay. for me, I do, I can't. Mm-hmm. So, okay. yeah, say so I have to. I have stuff till like eleven, or I'm studying till right. ten thirty eleven. Then I have to be at lifting at six. So like, what do you do then? I would push things either later or earlier. So you so get a sleep, sleep trumps. I, yeah, sleep trumps. So that brings me to my next question college students, Mm -hmm. as we are, as all of us are, um, we sometimes partake in extracurricular activities during the night Mm -hmm. that force us to stay up to... to It forces you? Particularly Thursday through Saturday. Are we talking about alcohol ones? Uh, Those are probably when we're... Alcohol and... Okay, let me talk about alcohol and let me talk about some other drugs. Okay, Okay. Um, please do. So, all right, I want to show you maybe... Yeah, no, no. Well, you can you can show us and no, then no. Our you can take a picture. Will... Okay. Um, or I'm teaching a senior neuroscience capstone right now in sleep, and then just in the lab down the hall, they've drawn out all the circuits, the brain circuits that mm-hmm. I want to talk about. So I bet you could take a picture of it and okay. show your listeners. Of course. How cool. Um, I mean, show listeners if they happen to go to the website. Anyway, um, sleep is a very difficult thing to do well for the brain and it needs to balance just a few neurotransmitters including GABA, glutamate, dopamine, norepinephrine, serotonin, um, histamine, adenosine, cortisol, prostaglandin. There's like 20 of them that it's a really careful balance of. There's no drug that we take for fun that doesn't mess with that in some ways. And some Mm -hmm. of the drugs that we do regularly really negatively impact sleep. Which so, are, okay. alcohol mm-hmm. is a big one. Probably okay. we'll start with the most common one. What alcohol does is it binds to the brain's um, GABA receptors, which are inhibitory neurons. So when we have gal- um, alcohol, it's like getting a double dose of inhibition, and it makes our brain, after we get past the giddy part, feel like it's easier to fall asleep. But I'm going to put sleep in air quotes here because it's not actually sleep if you're going to bed drunk. It's more like self-induced anesthesia, right? So the problem with that is your brain can't have good REM sleep when you are inhibited with alcohol because REM sleep takes a lot of excitatory neurotransmitters. So you're kind of getting your excitatory inhibitory balance all off the upshot of that is that the sleep that you have when you go to bed with alcohol in your system is low quality sleep that doesn't have REM. So if you say drink on Thirsty Thursday and Friday, maybe Saturday, three nights in a row, that's three nights of REM deprivation, which means Sunday night you're going to have rebound REM, which is characterized by just non-restful sleep where you have nightmares and really vivid dreams waking Mm -hmm. you up early and often. Okay. So that's... That's the deal with um, alcohol, which is why, should I go on record on saying this? I guess I will. Best time to drink would be happy hour and not so much. So it's out of your system by the time you go to bed. Okay. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Probably partaking. Yeah, we're actually going to happy hour. That's what I'm doing too, actually. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Where where are you going? Stewart. Stews. Across the street. Oh, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just open. Taking advantage of some nice happy hour deals. Yes. Good. (laughs) So you mentioned alcohol. Maybe in going more into like the drugs route, uh, first things that come to mind would be marijuana, um, some nar- sleep narcotics like mm-hmm. melaton- uh, is melatonin. Melatonin is can- just a hormone. Okay, and so that's not one. But then, yeah. so like uh, Advil, or what do you, Tylenol PM. Tylenol PM, okay. like stuff like the, the okay. sleeping pills. Yeah, we'll talk about be. those. Okay. okay. All right, so first one was pot. Um, 
So what we're finding with our research is a lot of students who smoke pot are night people that can't get to sleep. Okay. And they're just like, half of them smoke pot just to get to sleep. Okay. Which is kind of problematic. One, because we're asking night people to work on a day schedule for school. That's mm-hmm. an issue in and of itself. And another thing is marijuana is a super complicated drug. Like, as the more we're understanding with neuroscience, the more we're realizing what a really interesting effect it has on neurotransmitters. So um, by giving doses of marijuana, you're tricking your brain into thinking you're having extra endocannabinoids. And those, you know how I said alcohol tweaks um, GABA? Marijuana tweaks all of it, basically. It's like the super, I don't know, like it, it, it modulates release of so many other neurotransmitters. In like a negative way, would you say, or is it just kind of Depends just... on the person, depends on the okay, time, really? but um, most people with repeated exposure to marijuana don't have best outcomes in terms of memory, and in worst case, it actually increases your risk of psychosis. Um, so I would recommend that if you're using marijuana to get to sleep, you should probably talk to a physician about a better way to get to sleep, because it's okay. not like a long-term drug. Okay, sure. cool. And then Tylenol PM. Those so are... all those, usually those, like, there's no real good drug for getting to sleep. Those are often just antihistamines, which is taking advantage of stopping histamine, which is one of your allergy responses that helps wake you up. So, or just being like alcohol. Okay. Okay. So like cool. the cough syrup and stuff. Okay. Thank so you. I don't think any of them are good. Natural sleep is the best kind of sleep. It is. Okay. So we're going to go back to your graduate days at Madison yeah. and learn more about that. Oh, boy. Um, do you, at Madison, you were studying sleep. Yes. And or do you feel like you were backing up what you were studying? Do you think you got you your eight hours? The more knowledge I got, the more I backed it up. So I'd say at the beginning of grad school, before I learned a lot about sleep, I was not backing that up. Okay. For example... My friend and I were going to Spain for, like, a vacation for running on the bulls, mm. and we thought we would just save money by not having a hotel. Mm. Hostels mm. or? I mean, no, no, we, we stayed in hostels, but all night we're like, oh, we'll just take an overnight ferry and sleep on the beach, like, if we're going to Ibiza or something. Oh, okay. wow. Right? Was, you went to Ibiza? Um, we went to Mallorca. Okay. Uh, but I said Ibiza because I thought more people would recognize it. Okay. That works. <laughs> so, anyway, we'd stayed up a lot of uh, not getting much sleep, not getting much sleep, and then we were on the overnight ferry to Mallorca, and the we fell asleep so hard that we could not be woken up. Like, the ferry had stopped, everybody had left, <laughs> and we were still there, and we were so exhausted. One of the things that happens with prolonged sleep deprivation is your body drops temperature and it dr- slows your metabolism because it thinks you're being an idiot mm-hmm. um, and it wants to like just slow you down so you can get recovery sleep. So we're in July in Majorca in our sweats and hoodies at the beach because we were that cold. Wow. Because we were that sleep deprived. Wow, so I haven't done anything crazy. that stupid. So by the end of grad school, I was regularly sleeping. You were back on that's awesome. Yeah. Well, glad to but hear. That's a great some story. Learning. Mm-hmm. When you started backing up, did you notice anything, anything like, like, you know, in particular that was like, wow, like sleep really does help? Yeah, like the payoffs. Yes. Okay. Um, prevention against uh, illnesses. So I would get sick and cold all the time, susceptible even to like stomach viruses more when I was not sleeping regularly. And then once I started being like, all right, I'm going to bed when I'm tired, much healthier. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And awesome. happier, less stressed, I think. 
more able to withstand stress, too. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to help one of my friends out. Uh, his name's Austin Lorch. He's all of our friends. Yes. Or our friend. Mm-hmm. Um, Lorch does not get sleep. Oh, Lorch. He, Lorch. Yeah. So. Lorch, are you listening? Yeah. Lorch is listening. So, Lorch probably, he, he's, he's a studier. When okay. I say studier, the man studies. To What's about, his major? He's an engineer like okay. myself. And uh, also a football player. He just uh, he just really doesn't go to sleep. He probably goes to sleep uh, around midnight, and he sleeps in the attic of a house and says he wakes up every once in a while because there's rats in the house. Oh, they're run, loud. That run they're through. And, yeah, yeah. yeah so, super loud. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any suggestions for our friend Austin Lord? Well, he's going to bed at a reasonable hour. What time does he wake up? He gets up with us at 6. Yeah. Probably, so, he probably gets up at 5.30 earlier because he wants to get breakfast. And yeah. So, yeah. So he's going to bed at 5... At midnight. At so he's midnight. getting five or six hours of sleep. Correct. Mm-hmm. How have you noticed anything where you think your sleep deprivation is really showing up in this variable? Sometimes he shows up to class late and has bad head. Okay, but all right. <laughs> I mean, w- most he's people a need. Quiet. I don't think that's a problem though. Yeah. Well, some people. <laughs> d- does he need an alarm clock to wake up? Yes. Yes. Or I phone. guess if you have the rats. Ooh, he probably really wakes up with the rats. rats. But rats are up. nocturnal. <laughs> So he never sleeps. Does he fall asleep on the bus or anything? Is he always like... Lorch falls asleep a lot on the couch. Yeah. Oh, Lorch is okay. a couch sleeper. He's mm-hmm. a couch sleeper. Yeah. Couch sleepers usually could... Their life could be improved with more sleep. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. that we mm-hmm. would say, take the upper sleepiness scale to see how likely they are to just fall asleep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Lorch is also... Situation. I also forgot to mention, uh, Lorch is... He likes to eat at night as well. He's, late. he's a night eater. Late, he's a late night eater. He's a night person, though, it sounds like. He's not. He doesn't he's want not. Only he wants to be. In he I want to talk about to night be, eating. All right, okay. so yeah, that's a good one. One of the things that he's probably eating a lot at night because he's not getting enough sleep, and if you choose to stay up past when your body wants to go to bed, past the homeostatic drive to sleep, mm-hmm. your brain thinks you're doing something stupid and you need more calories to do that. So okay. it thinks, like, oh, it's an emergency, you need more food. Yeah. So it drops your leptin levels, increases your ghrelin levels, and all of a sudden you feel like you need 1,200 calories more, uh-huh. which is probably what's fueling the night eating. Okay. Is this a problem for him? Uh, he's very skinny. <laughs> okay. No, he's not. He's not very uh, Sorry. He's been putting he on weight. Not, he's, he's like 158, like, but he's also like 5 foot 8, six. 9% body fat. You know? Yeah. I don't know. All right. So, so at this point, right. he's not. I mean. We should just help him get to bed earlier. You should help him get to bed earlier. Okay. He'll probably be able to study more efficiently. Okay. What What motivates Lorch in life? Uh, what doesn't? I mean, that's yeah, that's like, how you get there. people. Like, he's you figure out what would make them want to sacrifice the time to sleep okay. more. Okay. If it's saying you'd so be like able to remember equations better. Incentive-based programming. To help Lord Does he care about how much he can bench? Okay. Well, we will. Sure, he definitely does. Okay. So. So we how will, much can he bench? Like one... Two hundred pounds. Two hundred pounds. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, for his body weight. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Steve, how much do you bench? Uh, okay, and moving no. on. So. <laughs> yeah, we don't care. Yeah, so next question. <laughs> Thanks, okay. Steve. Um, so you mentioned dreams earlier. Yes. We would love to know more about dreams. Uh, one question that came to my mind was, why do we remember some of our dreams and why do we not remember uh, others? Softball, that's easy. Okay. okay. We need to um, actually wake up to remember our dreams. So you need to have some little consciousness where you're like, oh, that was weird, and think about it, and that way you remember it. So, if you never remember your dreams, you are sleeping like a baby. Well, babies don't sleep well, but you're sleeping well oh. through the night. 
That makes me feel a lot better. Yep. Okay. I never remember. So we sh- and also we should stop using the term sleeping like a baby. That sounds like you didn't like that. Term. Yeah. So I, well, I mean, I we have a baby now, that? and I like Congrats. I wish. Well, well, yeah, they're good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, she's a lovely, lovely human. <laughs> she's exciting. Um, yes. Another. Do you have a dream question? Dream right. question. Dream content. Dream timing. What do you want to know oh, about dreams? Dream. DMT. What's that? You have DMT written down there. The spirit know, molecule. Doomer asked about that one. Uh, okay, I'll ask this. The drug? I'll ask if I know what this is. Yes. Like, I know I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, does DMT help with improving your dreams? <laughs> is it healthy to remember your dreams? DMT is like um, a chemical that's found in a lot of hallucinogenic plants. and um, So some people call it like, I'm looking for a book over my shelf. It's called DMT, the spirit molecule. I don't see it right now. But, okay. Okay. Um, Should we plug that book? Should we ask our listeners to read it? Yeah. Not necessarily. I mean, if you're interested in psychedelic drugs, you could read it. Okay. Perfect. So for those of you who are into psychedelic drugs, listen to two. DMT, the spirit molecule. But read it critically with a grain of salt okay. and thinking okay. about who's writing it and what. I, I recommend Arrowhead for those interested in drugs much okay. more than that okay. particular book. Okay. But would you... But, would I recommend it? taking hallucinogenic drugs to help your dreams? Correct. What are you trying to help with your dreams? Them to be weird and rememberable? Maybe a creative process. Or like a, like an epiphany type dream, like where you learn your, your purpose in life. Yeah. Is that possible? Okay. Um, okay, so there are a lot of scientists, a lot of people that say, and some evidence that shows that dreams do help with insight and creative learning, and it makes sense physiologically because when we're dreaming, we get a lot more blood flowing to our creative, emotional brain, our limbic system, and less to our prefrontal cortex, our left hemisphere, our logical, like, this is the way you do things. So in sleep, you're still thinking about what you've learned in the day. You're thinking about day residue and the problems that you've been having, but you think about it in a new way because it's emotionally amped up but logically amped down. So often you get a little bit more creative or thinking out of the box through REM sleep. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. So So it increases, like, the insight, like, oh, that's a better solution. Okay. Awesome. Um, One quick question more about dreams. Um, I find myself dreaming vividly and realistically when I take your suggested 20-minute naps at the recommended time in between the day. Yeah. And I was just curious, why is that? Are they just kind of boring dreams, like I'm doing Very, my stuff? Exactly. Yep. It feels like I'm not sleeping because yep. those dreams are like I'm in my routine of the yep. day. So you do, I'm not sure how much your listeners care about this, but people thought I you care. only had dreams during REM sleep. You have dreams during non-REM sleep, too. Okay. And But the difference is during non-REM sleep, your brain slowed down, but it's not very creative. So it's like, oh, I'm walking. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, just why am I dreaming about this? <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's all it can dream about because mm-hmm. it's kind of... It's without its full EEG power, so it's it's pretty boring. Okay, okay. But it can be it's 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 um I don't know it can be a little interesting sometimes. Okay. okay. So I alluded to earlier how um I don't really get seven hours. I get probably six or seven hours of sleep. That's Most, not enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. correct. Like I said, we're making not enough. And Lorch clearly doesn't. A lot of people do don't. not get a correct lot of sleep. So my question would be. How different would this world be if everyone got their eight hours? Oh, wouldn't it be great? Um, I'm considering how to answer this. I what mean, it's, it's almost a big 
economic question too yeah. because so much of the world has shifted to being a 24-hour economy so Correct. like 20% of our workforce has to do overnights or like work way 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 into when we so I would love to go back to a time when we um, as just a culture said it's okay that you can't buy pants at 3 a.m. Right? right. I would love to go back to kind of acknowledging nighttime hours and taking back the power of like that creative time where you just focus on yourself and families and hang out and sleep well. I think if people got enough sleep, we would actually save a lot on health care because mm-hmm. um, so many accidents are sleepiness related and so much um just workplace, it's called presenteeism. So when you're there, but really you're like, I'm kind of surfing kind of like a long I'm zoning light. out. Or like when you're driving late at night. Yeah. Okay. When you're doing that at work and you're just kind of mentally checking out, that mm-hmm. happens more when you're sleep deprived. So okay. it would be a more creative and more efficient workforce if we got enough sleep. Okay. Cool. This one's kind of a, a maybe question. Uh, can we use sleep to get the correct amount of hours, your eight hours to uh, maybe oversleep in this class. Is that an, is that a, excuse. maybe an, ex, an excuse? Can we email our teachers and say, sorry, sorry I was I, getting my eight hours. Sorry, I got eight hours of sleep. Is it, um, or, or sorry, I don't use an alarm clock and my body was not ready to wake up. So we're trying to make sure that doesn't happen. Like I'm a part of an organization called Start School Later, particularly for high schools so that they follow the recommendations from the American Medical Association and Pediatric Association and a lot of mental health associations and don't start before 8.30 so you don't have that physiological problem. Mm. So I am working at kind of like the macro level to to be done with 7.30 and 8 o'clock classes so you have that being less of a need for an excuse. Um, if a student is really tired and he or she emails me and is like, I just need more sleep, of course I'm going to say, okay. Okay. Awesome. But I think the more responsible thing would be, why weren't you in bed by 11? So responsibility maybe would trump the... Uh, I would say, is this, a, is this a pattern or is this a one-time only thing? Okay. So I try gotcha. to get to the bottom okay. of it. Agreed. That's, that's okay. a good point. Cool. Let's play a game. Let's play a game. All right. So we would like to invite you to a game of Would You Rather Would You Like to Play? That sounds great. Awesome. So we're going to play this game of Would You Rather, and there's going to be a stipulation of you either can get eight hours of sleep, and, or you can do an activity or a something, blah, and you're not getting eight hours, you're getting less, you're getting around four. Okay, is that for a day, a week, or my lifetime, or what? Well, there's specific events for the most part. So they're either going to be a day, a week, or a lifetime, depending on the question. Okay. So first question, mm-hmm. would you rather get eight hours of sleep, or be a part of history and go to the moon? And you would only get four hours of sleep for uh, one year. Eight hours. Wow. Clearly. Mm. SpaceX is doing. I would probably trips to the moon soon, so kill myself in an accident if I only got four hours of sleep. Okay, Elon so. Musk, if you're listening. Okay. Okay. Um, would you rather get uh, maybe roughly average uh, five to six hours of sleep a night? Or would you want Which I want to just interject and say that's on average. That's on the low end. Mm. On the low end. Mm-hmm. On the low end, would you rather get six hours of sleep <laughs> or win an NBA title? What's the NBA? Uh, the basketball, professional basketball. <laughs> the finals chant, like LeBron and Who? Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm, sure. So, I'm so um, the World S- Cup? Soccer, maybe? Yeah, soccer. Soccer. Okay. Would, you rather, would you rather get six hours of sleep or win the World Cup? For the United States. Yeah. 
Well, most of the players are getting eight to ten hours of sleep, so I don't. I think this is a false equivalency. Okay. So you're, that's not maybe the best question. We'll do mm-hmm. a different question. <laughs> I'm um, not very good at this game. Well, no, I think we're not very good at this game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're usually question, the same thing. This question might be decent. Uh, <laughs> would you rather get uh, eight hours of sleep seven days in a row, mm-hmm. or have seventy-two degree seventy-two degree weather here in St. Paul in middle of January? For a week, and you're getting roughly six hours of sleep instead. So I just came back from this thing on climate change. I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm still ch- choosing eight hours. Okay, so she doesn't... I, I feel like none of the rewards have been sufficiently motivating to me. Okay, we well, need to find out what motivates her. That's true. Okay, just well, like we need to find out what motivates outside of sleep, What motivates her more than sleep? Okay. Oh, man. How about this one? Uh, would you rather get eight hours of sleep the rest of your life? Mm-hmm. Or uh, the United States legalizes marijuana. I don't know. It could be a decent question. Um, I don't know if that motivates her. Yeah, probably not. Well, well let's let her thinking. I'm thinking. No, no, no. So I feel like if it... If we decriminalize marijuana, I feel like that would do good... Oh, no, no, no. It's a, co- it's a complicated one. Legalize or decriminalize? Uh, decriminalize. Decriminalize. Or six hours for the rest of my life? Correct. Seven. Push. I'd rather so, be seven. I normally get seven so hours. So you would get seven hours and decriminalize marijuana? Yes. And then I don't regularly smoke pot, but I would say that decriminalization would do a lot of good for most people because it's getting people out of prison who are there for no reason. Okay. Mm. That would be my logic. So That's it's good. more of a moral thing that I'd be sacrificing. Okay, Half an hour a day of what I prefer to be sleeping. Okay. Awesome. So... We've got her one, so thank yeah, you for playing the yeah, game. Thanks for playing our very loose game. Yes, I'm here. usually, it's... Mm, I would, I would probably argue we probably usually. got six hours of sleep <laughs> and then wrote this game out. Is there such thing as, like, human hibernation? You, you mean, like, for space travel purposes or just people... Yeah, like in, uh... Passenger? Like in, uh, no, not passenger, uh... Interstellar. You know like cryo sleep? Yeah. Not yet. I thought you meant more, like, is there... Sorry, or do people tend to hibernate-ish? Yeah, and sure. that answer yeah. would be yes. Okay. A lot of people have um, seasonal affective disorder, which is kind of like hibernating in that you feel like you need more food, more sleep, uh-huh. less energy. Uh-huh. But so it seems like a hibernation carryover. But, but Cairo sleep we don't have that yet. has not yet been perfected. Although okay. there are many sleep scientists right now um, working on NASA to how to sleep in space because it's harder than you think. Because of gravity? you got the gravity issue. You've got, like, um, so many sunrises and sunsets. There's mm. lots of lights that are the oh. wrong color in the space station. Okay. okay. And, yeah, a lot of people just don't report good quality sleep in, in near weightless conditions. So say we, like, can't go to sleep and we need we need to go to sleep. Yes. Right? So how? what's the most efficient way to fall asleep? I know... Um, did my research, I know you have some sort of crazy technique that we can maybe... If you can't, like, fall asleep within 20 minutes, you should get up and do something until you're tired. So you shouldn't be going to bed until you feel, like, physically tired, or like, ugh, I could really sleep now. Okay. Okay. So you don't want to be going to bed before you're ready to go to bed. Okay. You shouldn't be stimulating your brain with, like, phones and electronics and Villanova games before you go to bed <clears> either, because <throat> that'll make it hard to go to sleep. Okay. Um, couple tricks to help you get to sleep. Anything... Your room should be cold. It should be super dark. Often a hot shower before you go to bed is good. Um, That um, what it does is makes your blood go from your core to your skin. That drops your um, body temperature quite a bit. That can help you go to sleep. Okay, awesome. Anything that that, uh, drops your blood pressure quickly. 
Okay. Like an orgasm that really oh, helps. Oh, sure. I was waiting for that one. Yep, that's mm-hmm. that's the one I always struggle. Like, can you say that on a college campus or not? I feel like most people know that. We mm-hmm. can say it on the back pocket. Excellent. We support that. Well, that's great to know. I'm glad we finished with that. Doing cool. Well, thank you for having or for thanks for joining us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We absolutely loved your presence and everything you had to do with it. So. I'm excited. Thank I you, will Doctor. Tweet the link out when it's good. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. It's that time of year, March Madness. Lots going on. We got basketball. We got spring break. And uh, we gave you guys some advice earlier about how to pick your brackets. And it's about a weekend. We we're two days in. Yeah. However, we, we're hitting. We're hitting big time. Duke won. Princeton lost. Uh, the Saint School, St. Mary's, absolutely dominated first round. Wildcats, of course, would beat a Commodore for those of you who are picking mascots. Yep, absolutely. And then we really haven't had any other surprises other than that. I mean, I mean, we're sitting here right in the middle of Trojans, of course, would beat yeah. the Mustangs. Trojans versus Mustangs, yeah, that's a good gladiator battle. I mean, do your research. Trojans usually win that one. Mm-hmm. Um, What's Middle Tennessee's? The Raiders, the Blue Raiders. Of course, they're smushing Ooh. Gophers. Yeah. Goodness, That's gophers are what a fair like they're uh, what do you call those small like rat type animals? Not the gophers, son, but the gophers. The gophers. We all do coin flip brackets in addition to our normal bracket to gauge how crazy the tournament is. And my coin flip bracket had Princeton and Jacksonville State in my final four, and that was busted. Ooh. However, USC and Kentucky, as of right now, are still in it. Potentials for deep runs, for yeah, sure. Yeah, potentials for deep runs. Are they in your championship? Yep, they're both in my championship, okay. so... Still alive. My bracket's still alive. Anyone else here do a coin flip? I did, uh, and my coin for coin flip bracket is actually pretty pretty amazing. Uh, my final four, all still in it. Wow. All look solid. Arizona, great team. Oregon, looked pretty solid. Mm. Sitting here watching them, one, one of them right now, South Carolina, is just murking Marquette. They look good. Yes, and then, uh, oh, Kansas State did lose, so I guess I have three left. Okay, okay. right on. But, uh, it's not bad. Coin field bracket, bracket's a good way to go. Is it a weighted coin? No. So now we're going to end the podcast how we always do. We're going to hit you with what we learned today and then our feel-good story. I can summarize what we learned today. We all went shopping over to Ragstock to grab some Hawaiians because that's what you do when you go to tropical places. You all wear Hawaiians. And we learned that Quiznos still exists. We passed a Quiznos, and they're still around. They were the connoisseurs mm. of hot subs, and I think people forget that. And then everybody kind of took the hot sub idea and ran with it, and then some people are like, I still like my cold sub, so. Jimmy Jones. Yeah. Dane Moser. Dane Moser. Eat fresh. So, Quiznos still around for all you people still looking for hot subs. Love that. And then our feel-good story of the week actually just happened about four hours ago. From it was on a plane from Minneapolis to Charlotte, so roughly yeah, two and a half hours. Nothing crazy on this plane. We got three by three, so there's A, B, C, D on one side of the aisle, and on the other side there's D, F. So me, Mark, and AI are sitting on one side, and on the other side we got Steve in the aisle, Doomer in the middle, who gets a little queasy for flights. Mm-hmm. And then we got our man Earl walking in. Shout out Earl, know he's a listener. And uh, anyone want to give a rundown of what? What Earl was looking like. How, let's first of all let's tell how Earl came to be to sit in seat A. Jack, would you like yeah. to explain how? So he, Jack, yeah, yeah, he came and sat next to Jack. Sure. But who is Earl? First? So 
we uh, we board on this plane, you know, as Declan said, we're all seated there. The only open seat in the entire row, A through F, is the one by the window next to me. So open seat by window, me, and then Steve. And Steve and I are talking, we're like, this would be great if nobody sat here, you know, we can sprawl out, play card games, do whatever we want to do here. And all of a sudden, I mean, I love every type of human, every shape, size, whatever, but you're in a plane at small spaces, and we see this very large man. Very large man. 400 pounds. 400 pounds, pounds yeah. easy. 400 plus. And he's walking down the aisle, and Steve and I slowly turn our heads, look each other straight in the eyes, and Steve goes, I really hope we don't have him sit at this open spot here. And I said, Steve, you couldn't have said it better. I really hope he doesn't sit here. It'd be very tough. And we see him, he's inching closer to us, and he ends up sitting, or stopping at the row, two rows ahead of us. And he's like, hey, I think I sit in that corner by the uh, open seat by the window. So he squeezes back there, me and Steve look at each other, give a little fist pump, we're like, we're good. You know, this guy's not sitting next to us. He's in the clear two rows ahead of you. Yeah, he's in the clear, we see him, we see the two people next to him. Earl, we, we he's named Earl. Everybody just we just coined him Earl. Earl. We don't know his actual name, but it, he was such an Earl. One of those who mm-hmm. just look like the name. Earl, he looked yeah. like Earl, absolutely. And all of a sudden, a lady comes up and goes, doesn't say Earl, but says, "Hey, sir, Earl, I think you're in the wrong seat." And at this point, Steve and I both had our headphones in, but she said, "I think you're in twenty three. And me and Steve are sitting in row twenty three. And through our music, we perked up, looked at each other. Saw the commotion go up ahead, two rows, and we were like, no. <laughs> Earl no. gets up, you know, comes back into our row, Rumble and he stumbling. goes, hey, I think that's my seat. You know, I see Declan, I see Andrew and Mark over there. Their eyes just shouted out fear and wonder how the situation was going to play Defeated. out. Defeated. Defeated. Very defeatist. And it's just a very explosive Steve man I, walking through that. Steve and I, I got up. explosive on a plane. Steve, <laughs> that's so true. true. That's a good Steve, point. Steve, we're hijacked. His <laughs> Birkenstock was still stuck on his drawstring bag. He was flustered. I was about to cry. Well, I, w- I could not bring my head up. I didn't want to, for other people to see my the devastation on my face. You guys thought you were gonna lose me, and I got lost in the sauce. <laughs> but what had happened is Earl got him back there, and Steve. Would you, am I wrong? Like, I had 60% of my seat, maybe. 60% of your seat. Maybe. <laughs> oh, my you, God. He's on, he's he was so on big. Me. He's on me. He was me. so big. You could tell he was just, he was so sorry. He was, I he mean, didn't say anything. I, I, I felt bad know. for him for a little bit because, like, but at the same time, he put a burden on me. He put him on me. He, he put him on me. On top of on you. your seat. And you, yeah, yeah, if you look at these pictures, too, it looks like you're just emerging from his right shoulder. Yeah, just like, like you're just there. So the feel good story of the week is for Earl. We're thankful for him because he ended up getting a smaller person in the, in the middle seat. <laughs> thank God. So so Earl was thank you, able Earl. to take sixty percent of Jack's seat, and Jack was uncomfortable, but it was it could happen. It could have been yeah. worse. He could have had a bigger person. Yeah, me and Jack, someone over five eight. Yeah, so. Earl was comfortable though. This is another feel good part of it. He was snoring like he was sleeping good mm-hmm. next to me. Yeah, I had my headphones being, in. Yeah, on the opposite side, like almost as far away as Earl as possible. It through my headphones. I just hear snoring, and I looked over at AI. I'm like, like "Come on, Earl. yo, Earl's 
Oral's, Oral's passed out, and you're like, no, I think that's Doomer, and I just look over, and Doomer's, like, wide awake, I'm like, that ain't Doomer, that's Earl. That's an Earl snore. So Earl, Earl had a good two and a half hours, I think, he was just fine, got to sit next to a smaller kid, just, you know, plopped right in his seat, and ran. Seat and a half? Seat and a half, yeah. This he owes you a little bit of money, I think. He owes me a lot. <laughs> yeah, a lot of I things. definitely think that uh, airlining, airliners should uh, compensate. Figure out a way to fix larger human beings. I mean, it is American way. Airlines. You'd think they would have like the normal seats, and then they'd also have the obese seats. The American seats. Yeah. The Ameri- right, yeah. Right. So, like, the American premium seat is just for people over like 300 pounds. Yeah. Okay, so there you have it. Podcast 5. Absolute pleasure, roundtable experience. Shout out, Earl. We love you, Earl. Thanks for having. We love to surf. We appreciate having Mark, Steve, and Steve and Doomer all Doomer. together. Absolutely, Boys. just Doomer a blast. blast. We will be continuing to document our experience in Aruba and let you guys know how it goes. Love you. See you on the plane. Take care. Take care. <laughs>